Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Found my way to the hallway one day after service. Minister Stanley didn't want to watch. Minister Turner was on watch, the Williams were on watch, Deaconess Margot, Charmaine and Ted, everybody was watching me. But I got away, say I got away. Oh, I got away one day. And I found my way to the hallway where everybody else was because I was in helps. I was in helps, I wasn't used to the back room. I came out of the helps, children's church. I came out of the three-year-old class with all them treats in my pocket. Pocket full of praise, Michelle Dickerson. I had some real stuff though, Michelle. You had them kids all worked up. Time I, I got something for you. You're gonna do so good today. Jordan Brooks was preaching over in the corner. Kids were acting up. Michelle kept saying, I got something for you. I thought she had treats, cause I always had treats. At the end of the Sunday service, she said, I got a pocket full of praise. <laughs> I have never forgotten that. That has been 30 years ago, nearly. A pocket full of praise. Oh, I will show out the next time I came to Children's Church. You got to come better than a pocket full of praise. I'm sorry. So I ended up out in the hallway. You may be seated. It's just anniversary time. It's time to reflect. I made my way out there. I left everybody with Pastor because I just had to get out there with the helps. You know, they were helping. But you, you kind of know me. I just had to find my way out there. I got out in the hallway, and everybody was down on this end. You know what? I can be very frank with you. It's been 29 years, and I have never been in that south, you know, you know me, that south entrance, but that one time. I've never gone out those doors. So I ended up by the door, because that's where everybody was hanging out. So nobody saw me coming. I got away from Charmaine. I had to get away from her. It was just too much, too much, too much. They had me sitting between, right where Deacon, with Dad Clayton, that's where I sat, between two ladies who told me if my dress was too long, if my shirt wasn't right, it was, it was one on each side of my ears. Just, I was trying to figure it out because I was raised Catholic. So I was trying to figure this out. And then they were helping me, but not helping me. So Charmaine, stand up Charmaine, my first armor bearer, was with me when I got my first hat that they told me I needed to wear because first ladies wear hats. You gonna sit down. So I got away from her. Ted was on pastor. Pastor Stanley was on pastor. Minister Turner, oh, everybody was on pastor. Somebody was on me, but I got away. Say, get away. Say, sometime you got to get away. Say, sometime you got to steal off. You just got to steal off. That's what we say in Louisiana. I don't know if you all know that colloquial term. Girl, he didn't stole off. Wait, where is he? Where is that child? Stole off. Maybe y'all don't understand that, but here in the Midwest, you have to steal away from the party that was assigned to watching you. Maybe that's how it's said here, but down south, we just say they, well, he stole off. That's just, it's just real short. We, 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 we didn't take the time to learn the 
what, I, what they taught me in college. So let me act right. Got to the front door, and there was Deidre and Anita. You saw one, you saw the other, and I'm, I'm calling names because they, the, they were the first ones who saw me. I, I said, so what's happening out here? I was standing by the bookstore door, and they turned around and they said, how you got out? I said, what you mean, how I got out? I got out. We were friends after that. Every now and then you need to get out. Say, get out. Get out. Yeah, sometimes you need to steal off, get out, run away, just go. Just go. 37, and I bring you greetings. It was, it's just been a special place today. And I'm actually going to ask for some air. Um, 37, the number signifies, Pastor, how Harvest Church stand up as you are now 37 years old. Everyone, all members stand up. The house stand up. It's not just for pastors, for all of you. Pastor Stanley, Dr. Stanley, good to see you all. Harvest Church, Topeka's here. We love the family. Topeka family, Roz, I see you. Roz, Roz, you don't age. Roz, it's like life is standing still for you. Just beautiful, good to see you. 37, the num this number signifies to all of you that you are on, it says you are on the right path towards discovering your true purpose. And that you need to keep moving forward on this path. You are on the right path. You are in the right place right now. You just gotta keep moving. That's why I said you gotta get out. You gotta steal off. But you got to keep moving because 37 says you are on the right path. If you've been wondering if it hasn't been right, you are on the right path. Harvest Church, the ministry is on the right path. Say we're on the right path. To discover my true purpose in life, just keep moving on that path. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Don't stand, don't stand still, Harvest Church. Keep moving forward. Even if you gotta make baby steps, just move. Just keep moving. Even if you have to crawl on some days, crawl, but keep moving. You can't stand there and cry and don't move. Even if you got to cry and crawl, Cry and crawl. Cry and move. You ever seen somebody who was going to get a whipping? Have you ever been the person who's going to get a whipping? And you know what's waiting for you because you did something wrong. And you say, I don't want to come. Come here, come here, come here right now. No, I don't want to. Get over here. No. But you're still moving, right? Still moving. You know what's coming. So that's even for the person who knows, you know, you got consequences. You've done some things wrong. God removes the sin, Dr. Stanley. I said this the other day. Dr. Stanley said God removes the sin, but he doesn't erase the consequences. That was one women's conference. God forgives your sin, but he doesn't remove the consequences. Some of you are right in the middle of consequences. Smack dab in the middle of consequences, but keep moving. It's our word, because you're on the right path to your true purpose. You may be seated. Glory to God. I'm so excited. Today, we're going to talk about not only anniversary, but celebrate 
37 years of ministry, our own pastor, our under-shepherd, our teacher, our evangelist, our guide, founder, to some our father, to some our father, to some our spiritual father, to some the only father we know, to some our truth teller, I mean for real truth tellers, truth teller and he, he's a truth teller, he's a truth teller and he doesn't even talk to you directly, you know you get the truth just sitting in your seat set you free because that's the word say that's the word, that's the word. say because I'm moving, I'm moving. Because, because lies paralyze you're not moving when you're in a lie if the truth sets you free then what keeps you bound doubt fear unbelief lies keeps you bound keeps you staying behind the wall hiding because you're lying you're lying to yourself first. It's just, just take the word and flip it over. If the truth sets you free, and we have a pastor that teaches us the truth in the word, and we get free. Now, he said this, quoting pastor, you're going to get mad first. When you get the truth, you're going to get mad first. Now, you get mad, get over the mad, but keep moving. But then you're going to be free. Otherwise, if you, don't, if you don't embrace the truth, then you live the lie, and then you have to stay there, paralyzed. All you, I thought you said you had a college degree. I thought, I thought she said, then she said, didn't that girl tell us this? So now you paralyzed. You can't go forward because you lied. I thought you told me, uh, then she said, didn't I hear us? So now you got to stay paralyzed. You can't go forward because you're not free. Because lies paralyze. Say lies paralyze. Say the truth will set you free. But you're going to get mad first. Say from the book of Dr. Steve Howe. Gotcha. That's my guy. It's coming. You may be seated. Yes. So as we celebrate these 37 years and, and gifts have been brought to the house, and now we know we're on the right path. We're on the right path. I want to greet the, the E-Church. I was talking about you with Pastor just the other day. When you're in the Kansas City area, I know that you have been watching. Some of you text him, those of you know him personally. Some of you call the church. Some of you see us in, in my favorite store shopping. I won't name them, but you'll say, I'll watch you on but those of you who are on our e-church, please, whenever you're in the area, please come by and see us. One day in December around the holiday times, we're going to probably stop and have an e-church Sunday. And I pray that you can come and be, be with us at least on that Sunday. And one time in the spring, we'll have a celebration just for each church members. And then we'll sit and chat with you afterwards. Just be blessed today. And to you, those of you who are our e-church congregation, happy anniversary. Let's put our hands together for those who can't be with us physically. It's their anniversary, too, and they're on the right path. Today, we're going to talk about the discipline of vision. When I thought about Pastor Halp, I, I, I thought we could just, whew, just try to find one word that would just would sum up who he is, and we know there isn't one word, but we're going to focus on one word in particular today, discipline. Discipline of, of vision. What is vision? Let's go to the nuggets. There's no need to make something new. It's all, the path has already been laid. 
we're on the right path. So pastor gives us nuggets. It's no need for me to come and make a salad. No need for me to work all hard. The meals have been, it's already been prepared. Nugget number one. You know, I thought I tried to do points and all that. I got all tied up and everything. Let's just, it's already there. Nugget number one of the video department can go about vision. What is vision? Well, the vision is one of the most powerful. Vision in the Greek, in the Greek, I, that was my second one. Vision in the Greek means optica, optic. It's coming into view. When you have a vision, it's not in view, it's coming into view. You don't see it all, but it's coming. You get pieces of it. You see some parts of it. Where we stumble, where we stop, where we get confused, where we quit, is we want to see it all. We want to see the end of the story. But vision in the Greek says, it's coming into view. Do this to yourself. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. And I'm saying I'm on the right path. Yes. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming into view. It's coming into view. It's coming into view. It's not clear. You've had a, a camera. You've used your a lens. Have you seen a, a photographer with a lens that it was out of focus? And you said, all right, it's coming. Back in the day with my grandma in her house, you had to go and, you had to go and turn the antenna because it was fuzzy. And the antenna was up on the side of the house. And my grandma said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And that's Andy Williams. You know that's Andy Williams. Uh, Andy Griffith. That's Andy Griffith. It's coming. It's coming. Leah, go outside. No, no. Turn, turn it. Turn it. No, no, go, yep, yep, you're almost there. I'm five years old, trying to turn an antenna on a, on a shotgun house. And she, why didn't she go out there? And I just say, Mamere, Mamere's French with grandma, Mamere, it's almost there. Yeah, keep turning, Mamere. Oh, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works with grandma. Grandmas make you do things even that, that only adults are supposed to be doing, but grandmas make you do it. Here, hold this box. Carry this. Grandmas make you do stuff that you know your mom and your daddy should be doing, but grandmas make you do that because that's what grandmas do. So I'm trying to turn this, little, this whole antenna on this house. I'm five years old, and, and she's, she's yelling out the window with the stick that holds the window up. We didn't have no lock on the window. You just put the stick under the window to hold the window up. That's, that's where I came from. All these fancy windows today. You need the easy kind of window. Just put a stick under there. I'll prop it up and hold it up. And when you go, out, go to bed, you just take the stick down and close the window and go to bed. All this locking and security and cameras. Don't nobody want you. That's how she lived. She didn't lock her doors because we were in the country. Everybody knew her. Everybody on the lane was related, except for Helen Jones. Nobody wanted to be related to Miss Helen Jones. She was a mean old lady. <laughs> it's coming into view. That thing that you've seen, that thing that God has shown you, 
That idea, that concept, that dream is coming. Don't quit. That's what this is all about. As we follow the path of our very own pastor and watch how he had a vision. So a next nugget, please. Vision in Greek means optical. What does it mean? Coming into view. Vision is one of the most powerful forces on earth. Just a few Sunday, Wednesdays and Sundays ago, pastor told us that choice. God gave man a choice, but he did not give it to animals. He gave man the, the ability to choose. And it's a powerful force. We are where we are because of the things that we have chosen over time. We are where we are today because of our choices. Well, there are other forces because love is a force. Faith is a force. I have the force of faith that's working in my life. Well, so is vision. Vision is one of the most powerful forces on earth. Say vision. vision. It's one of the most powerful forces in my life. In my life. This, there's four kinds of men. And when I say men, I'm really, I'm really referencing mankind, so all the ladies don't get all, all off the seat about that. There's four kinds of people, humanity. A very sad man is a man who has lived his life without a vision. He's very sad. He lives with regrets. Then there's the man who's frustrated. He's frustrated because he's living his life. He has vision, but he doesn't see it. He doesn't know it's coming. But he also hasn't done some things. Then there's the happy man. And then the, the happy man is happy to see what he saw. But then there's the blessed man who keeps moving. And once he gets to that point and he's happy, he doesn't stay happy. He doesn't stay there because he knows there's more. He's still calling out to God. He's still crying out to God because there's still more. Then he moves again. He's not back with the happy man. Happy is a state of comfortability. They're comfortable. They don't want anymore. They got more than everybody in their family. Everybody comes to them. They hadn't moved. So they just live a happy life, retire, get a pension, don't move any further satisfied but the blessed man once he gets to his place of happy and he can see that his family's covered he wants it for somebody else now now he's like okay who can i bless abraham i bless your seed and your seed and your children and your children and the blessed man a blessed man a man blessed wants to see others i bless you to be a blessing. Oh, you're not at the place of blessed yet until you move from happy. And happy is just comfortable. Here, this, this is how happy sounds. How you feel? I'm good, man. Thing, things are good. It's good, man. Things are good. Oh, he's just happy. He's just got his own for his four no more. He's not serving in the house. He's got to golf, you know, because he's happy. You know, he takes four hours, five hours on the golf course and give 20 minutes to the church because he's happy. Oh, he's happy. Yeah, he's got time on the weekend. You know, he's on cruises. They call for help in the church. Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm out of town. Oh, he's happy. Uh, you know, um, harvesters. I'm talking vision. I'm talking vision of this house. Harvesters is happening on uh, second Saturdays. You in your bed. He's happy. Prayer went on. You laid in bread. You know right after prayer, you need to get on up here to harvesters. 
so that you can be a blessed man. You can move out of happy, you're already passed out, frustrated, and you're not sad. You're not any one of those men. Remember, I'm not talking about men, right? So women, you need to, I'm talking to you, your face should look like the men's faces in the room too. So Mr. Jackson asks for help. Twyla comes up with vision. Pastor says he wants the hallways to look beautiful. He initially wanted, as he painted the outside of the church grave when we came back out of COVID, he wants you to see a new, a new ministry. You were, you were blessed to, to see a new ministry. One of the ministers in the house donated all the supplies as a gift, brought his gift to the house so that you could be blessed. He freely gave, so he's freely receiving, and God has given him beyond what could. As he took care of this house, do you know how much paint it took to, to paint this house? I'm not talking about your living room. So he donated the time, the, the labor, and the paint. He gave his gifts. He gave, freely gave. So on the, on the inside, Pastor wanted it to look just as new and refreshed. So Mrs. Elmore came, and she said something no one has ever said from the pulpit. She said, this is my profession. I've asked everyone that I know I've used my influence to bring professionals in along with the ministry. She said, and I'm going to give my gift, plant this as my tithe to the house. Then, here's the best part about it. When somebody is sewing, she actually invited you to come and sew. She didn't ask you to come work. You miss your opportunity, got your golf game, got to go to the Chiefs game, got your weekend rendezvous, got your night, your night, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Friday night high school highlights. How do I know all that? <laughs> got your Netflix series episode. I got to talk about me because that's where I am. You know, I'm not in the highlights and all that, but I'm in Netflix. I just finished one. It took me about three weeks, but it's done. <laughs> so she asked you to come. She invited you. She said, I'm going to give my gifts, her vision. She, gave, she walked with Pastor down the hall. She's walking with the visionary. She, she asked me, Miss Howe? Well, I had the first tour. She said, this is what we want to do. You see those scriptures up on the wall? She said, what do we do with those? I said, I don't know. I didn't put them up there. You're going to talk to Pastor. So she said, well, Miss Howe, we stopped at the, the, the fountain. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on these flags? Can we live with them? I said, I don't know. I didn't put the flags up. You're going to talk to Pastor. <laughs> when I came, the flags were up. I don't know about these flags. She said, was well, there any special order that the flags are supposed to be in? I just turned to her on that third time. Because she didn't hear, clearly she didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> Something's wrong with the second time. I said, you know what? When do you want to talk to pastor? <laughs> because he had the vision for what he wanted you to see and witness when you walk into this hall. When you enter the gates. It was, it was very specific. From the grounds, bets, working on the grounds, keeping that entryway clean to the hedges being trimmed, to the grass being cut the day before you came, to the hallways, the children at HCS, we don't pass by paper, Ch children at HCS, this is our school, we pick it up. I'm watching Kingston, 
I'm watching Caleb. I'm watching Caleb Kingston, oldest boys, walk down the hallway, see paper. They pick it up. I see a kindergarten walk down the paper, around the hallway. They pick it up. Nobody has to say pick it up. So fast forward, she had a visit with Pastor, and you know they talked about the Hall of Faith and the military wall, and I just watched them walk, and I never got back to say, what did he say? I don't see the flags. I don't know, because he saw it, and it's still coming. Do this. Anything you don't understand in the ministry, you think you understand, you think you need to see, you think you saw it, you think you know it, just do this. So what are they doing now? What are we doing now? Down on Parvin Road. They're cleaning up all those trees. They're cleaning up that area by Quick Trip. Pass, pass by Quick Trip at least other than, don't just stop at Quick Trip. Ride down and see Destiny Towers. Every, every, every acre of land from, part, from Quick Trip to the end of that street, it, Destiny Towers is on that land, turn right on that street. As far as you can drive, practically all of that property belongs to Harvest Church. That's our land because he saw it. Well, they're clearing it out because the vision is coming and it's for an appointed time. Go to the next nugget. Glory to God. Say discipline. There are two kinds of visions. There's a corporate vision and there's a, there's a personal vision. I can tell you what. Nowhere in Scripture, say nowhere in Scripture, does God share the vision with a people. God doesn't share the vision with the people. Nowhere in Scripture, God shares the, his vision with one person. But it requires a people to do it. God doesn't share the vision with everyone. Massive confusion. God shared the vision with one person, Noah. He spoke to Noah. Noah was a builder. There's some builders in here. You're called to build. He's giving you specifics. He gave Noah specifics. He told Noah how to build an ark. He told Noah what to put on the ark. God spoke to Noah. Then Noah gathered his family. So if you've got a vision, that's a personal vision. But then there's such a thing called a corporate vision. So God calls a person to an area for an assignment. But, say but. but. He calls a person for a people. He calls a person to impact a people. Personal, your personal vision, you're going to see that in the, in the word today. But we have a corporate vision. Next nugget. Personal vision given to one person who may need help from people. So a personal vision, you may need help from someone. For instance, those of you who say you want to lose weight and you, you know you haven't lost weight like me, you need help. Say, you need help. You need help from somebody. So I had to make an announcement to my family. I said, I need help. I called the one I didn't want to call. There's one in my family I did not want to call to say I needed this help. That is Mr. 
all natural eating. Everything in your mouth is terrible. Don't eat that. Do you know where it came from? Oh my God, I can't believe it. What are you doing? I had to call on this person, but I needed help. Most times when you get to that place, you don't want to call them because you tried. You tried again. You tried. Let me help you right now. If you have tried something, God has given it to you, then don't be as stubborn as I have been all these months and years. Just ask for help. And when the help comes, what did I say? They're going to tell you the truth. You're going to get mad first, but you're going to get free. Otherwise, you're going to lie to yourself and say, I'm all right, and buy bigger clothes and longer jackets and they're paralyzed and you'll lie because when you take it all off, you're still there. You didn't go nowhere. All of you are still there underneath all that. Say, I'm still here and I need help. So you go to a coach, you go to a gym, you go to a professional, you go to a dietitian, you try this, go get some help. Stop playing, life is too short and your vision is still coming. But you want to be in your best shape, best place, best shape, best place, best place, best shape, best, best mindset when it arrives. So you can go to the next step. That was for somebody. So I got help. I announced to my husband, I said, well, I, you know, I'm not eating after a certain time. I'm not eating before a certain time. I need you to help me. Next nugget. A godly vision. Let's read this together. Come on, stay with me, church. Stay with me. Stay with me. One, two, ready, read. A godly vision is linked to your purpose, which will drive you. Vision drives you. Vision pushes you. Vision makes you move. Vision wakes you up. Vision puts, and Pastor said this as we were riding this week. I told him I was thinking. I was really bent on vision these last three months studying. He said vision brings pressure. I said, you know, that is so true. When you've got a real vision from God, it brings pressure. Personal vision, pressure. Now, you know we need to fix this roof. That's vision. Pressure. Ooh, you know, when you do something with that deck on the back of the house, vision, pressure. Well, you know, it's time for me to get in that garage. Need to clean that garage out. Closet, car, pressure. Get off the couch. No game today. No Netflix. Pressure. When he said that, I said, that's powerful. Vision brings pressure. External pressure and internal pressure. Internal pressure in here because you're frustrated. The Holy Spirit is reminding you and you're frustrated. The Holy Spirit is still, he's in the head and move. You want to do something else, but it keeps coming back. God is not speaking anymore because you hadn't done the last thing. You hadn't done the last thing. You want more, you're still on first base. You moved. Pressure. But thank God, say 37 years. Say, boy, we've made some moves. Yes, we've made some moves. Look at where we are, and yet it's still coming. Next nugget. 
Vision, let's read this together. Vision is the manifestation of your will at work. Vision is the manifestation of your will at work. All of you who are Starbucks fans, that's just Mr. Starbucks vision. That's his will at work. All of you who are Chiefs fans in the Chiefs stadium and the Chiefs paraphernalia, you think you're supporting a team, you're really supporting a vision. It's just somebody's vision. Lamar Hunt, that was just somebody's vision that we pay for, pack in the stadium, spend all that money, one front row seats, 50 yard line, box tickets, Hunt's vision, and the stadium will be filled with people. Oh, we'll wear and they'll chant Chiefs, and one day we're gonna win a Super Bowl, and the whole city will turn red. He's gone, and it lives. Next generation, baby boy Hunt, trying to sound like his daddy. He don't have to, because he's a Hunt. Your children won't have to fight. They won't have to start from first base. They won't have to start in the outfield. They won't have to start on the one yard line. If you do your Every time my son, I got a, the youngest one, he just goes off. He just, it's just a, it's a flip the script. And I mean, it's having two husbands. He is over there. And so I, he knows the story. I said, you know, there was a little boy, he was in school. He said, mom, I don't want to hear that story again. I said, you know, there was a little boy in school and um, Jesus told stories. And I don't think Jesus just told him one time because Mark tells the story, Matthew tells the story. We hear the story. So you think he just told the story one time. We think he told that one time story one time. He preached that one message, and all the disciples heard it the same time. Jesus traveled three years all over the country, and we hear his messages. You think he, taught, you think he spoke that one message one time? Do you think faith comes by hearing? Do you think Jesus was exercising faith? So Matthew tells it one way because Jesus told it a different way. Luke tells in one translation because Jesus told it a different way based upon the audience. John tells it one way because Jesus what? Good class. But this is the same story, so that's why he doesn't want to hear it. I said, so there's a little boy in the classroom, and the teacher was asking, and the um, teacher was asking, um, what do you want to be when you grow up? We want to be when you grow up. And so this little boy is driving, walking home with his friends. And uh, this is Jonathan flipping out, so I'm telling the same story. I'm not telling any different, the same story. And so little boy says, the teacher, she never asked me what I want to be when I grow up. And the little boy says, probably because you're a smucker. All right, let me rewind for anybody who is 45 and younger. <laughs> whose parents buy you great value jelly. <laughs> there was a company that made strawberry jam. Well, let, let me help you. Probably because you're Tyson. Let's rewind. Let me get down to the 20s. Well, the teacher didn't ask me what I was going to be, probably because you're a McDonald's. 
I'm gonna find you, you in the room. Probably because your last name is Fisher Price. Well, everybody know Walmart. I'm going to play my little seven-year-old grand, great-nephew. He said, I said something. He said, everybody knows that. I wasn't going to do Walmart. That's too easy. The point is, every one of, the, all of, every one of those names were visions. And every one of those visions are living on forward. Forward. And all the cars, every car is someone's vision. But it's more than someone made it, someone owned it. See, we stop at the making it. But you haven't owned your vision. We're stopping at, oh, yeah, girl, you know, she made this. I'm, I'm wearing Bellagio's and I'm wearing these shoes. And, you know, they got some names I don't even know. But you're wearing it. Somebody made it, but somebody owns that vision. And today we're going to talk about how to own your vision. So you'll get your answer because your vision is what? Coming into view. It's coming into view right now. It's happening right now by the Spirit. It's happening right now. Do I have any more nuggets? Did I have another nugget? Let me go to my other outline. Let's read it together. Vision, when revealed by God, will bring pressure and provision. Any more? Let's read it together. Vision is the ability to see the invisible, then propels you to do the impossible. We're going we're gonna to say it until it just kind of settles. Let's read it together. Vision is the ability to see the invisible. Stop right there. It's not visible. It hasn't happened. No one's done it. You've not seen it. No one's done it. You've seen something. God has shown you something. No one's done it. There's no model. There was no model for Harvest Church. No one bought them all. No one's ever, he never saw it. No one's, no one's done this. But it gives you a, the ability, when he was shopping, Pastor was shopping, here in this very room was Burlington Coat Factory. You are sitting in a coat factory. This room was a coat factory. He walked in and bought coats and shirts and ties while Justin Ben, Crystal was a baby, running up and down the hallways. And he said, this would make a nice church. Everybody's been to Burlington Coat Factory. If not, you've seen the sign. The vision didn't last here. Because you're moving into somebody else's space. It didn't last. This was World Value Mall. This was called World Value Mall. Then a man with a vision saw that with the invisible to do something that seemed impossible called forth, opened his mouth, and declared a thing. The angel said, <laughs> and the people came, because it's coming, because he got the corporate vision. He got it from God. He needs the people to help him. North, south, east, west, out of state, in state, across the river. And they came because he saw. Then world value had to go. Well, world value couldn't take off because this ground was set aside for Harvest Church. 
hunt, Midwest chiefs came on the property, couldn't see what it was for. Met with pastor, visionary meeting visionary. And he stood up and he said some words to them. I know what God called this to be. Well, how are you going to do with all that property? And what are you going to do with all that space? And how are you going to make that a church? I wasn't there. I came in chapter 8. I came in year 8, anniversary 8, the year 8, meaning the year of new. New beginnings. New beginnings. A new thing walked through the door in year 8. Harvest Church celebrated eight and the eighth anniversary, the first Sunday in October, 1994. Two weeks later, say two weeks later, two weeks later. I walked into a Holy Ghost meeting on his birthday. Isn't his birthday in two weeks? Same thing, same time, just 29 years ago. You don't tell me God doesn't have a plan because it's coming. It's coming, baby. Don't give up. Don't quit. Just keep moving. It's coming into view, and one day you're going to see what you saw. If what you see is not what you saw, then it's temporary. From the book of? Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yes. Yes. Tell yourself, happy anniversary. Tell yourself, I'm on the right path. To my purpose. Let's look at some slides. Okay. Let's see what happens. Let's go back. Take us back. Oh, one more. The main purpose of vision is to impact. Yes. Let's go to when uh, in the beginning. Well, we know, we think we see 37 years today. Let's go to in the beginning, this slide. So the vision that we all seem to think, stop right there on the first slide. It started there as Mr. Henry Jones, Jonesy Halp, and Miss Lenoya Phillips got together and created a little boy raised in a shack. We've heard, we've heard the story. He said he would sit on the back porch of this shack. He said three years old, four years old, five years old, on the porch. And he had a vision. It started at three, four, alone, alone. Dad's not there, mom's not there. And he looked up to the stars, look up, see stars, you look up. 
Yeah. Close your eyes. Get to that quiet place. First assignment for you to grab a hold of your vision is to get alone and turn off the noise. Get quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And he said how he wanted to live. And he saw how he wanted to live. And he had dreams. The dreams went beyond himself. The dreams went beyond his circumstances. He was unmoved by what he saw all around him. And the words he heard from the family members of rejection. Christmases, no toys. Siblings, not around. He somehow the discipline little boy held on to a vision. What causes one born like this, his house, to be here, this house? What causes one person to move from here? to hear. Discipline. Don't quit. Another powerful force in the earth that you have not exercised from weight loss to building a home to finishing projects to saying you were going to do something to starting school not finishing. The only difference between a degree person and a non-degree person is discipline. It's the only difference between an owner and a worker is discipline. The only difference between a millionaire and a person who desires to be one is good class. Good class. Let's go to the next slide. So we know the story. He went off to Brahma and came back to Kansas City. We know his parents, Ms. Lenoya Phillips Porter and Mr. Henry Jonesy Halp. I asked him this question because, you know, we asked of the text, but I asked of the pastor. I said, is this the lady who was the only lady who came to the service? He said, no, that, we didn't have any pictures of the first service. We heard the story of the first service. He said, actually, this was an office complex. Well, he put the plan up on the table as it was this podium, and there he is preaching. And the room wasn't full. Stay there, stay there. We're still in the office space. Wasn't full, but it was coming because he saw it. It was coming. Held on to it. Discipline. Hold your hand up. Remind yourself it's coming. Remind yourself. Yeah, yeah. Remind yourself. Personal vision. Remind yourself. Corporate is coming. Then the ministry moved again. For those of you who came in at various times. Was there anyone here in the ministry that was in this office building? Was anyone here, anybody here stand up? Pastor said no, pastor was here. You came to visit, please stand. 
Minister Grabney witnessed this. She and uh, Sid, uh, Mr. Sid Grabney and family. Yeah, she was there. Ron Thompson? Oh my, yes. He was in that office space. Sounds like in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Did God not establish it? That they will see this day? That's how Caleb and Joshua, we're well able. The Gradneys, the Thompsons, we're well able. Go on and clap right there. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the vision kept coming, and so the ministry moved to Adam's Mark Hotel. The hotel's still there. Those of you who joined pastor in Adam's Mark, please stand. I heard that there were so many people that the hotel asked them to move. We have the Browns. I'm looking. Certainly the Thompsons was there. Certainly the Grabneys visited. Yes, ma'am. She came to visit. We kind of know how her story ended, right? <laughs> she said, came to visit. But it kept coming. Say, it's still coming. Come on. This, this, every time this goes up, this reminds you two things. The vision of this house is alive. It's still coming into view. And your vision is alive. You may be seated. Then the ministry moved again. Big Bob's used carpet. That's what we've heard. We've heard Big Bob's used carpet. Would the church stand up? Those of us who was in Big Bob's, some of you might have been children. Yes. Oh, my. Look around the Big Bob's. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming. Anderson, Jason, how old were you? That's not Jason. Who's that? Who is that? He stood up. Big Bob's? Were you in Big Bob's, sir? Yes, the visitor. Okay, well, that's good. Stand up. Join the visitor's group. He's a visitor at Big Bob's. Excellent. Welcome to Harvest Church. Look at all of the families that were here. Taylor Sheila? Yes. You may be seated. Say thank you for staying. Tell them thank you for staying. Thank you for staying. The church moved again. Vision. The discipline of vision. And we went where from there? All right. Big Bob, Ray Towns, office space. Join them. All of you keep joining. Big Bob's office space, Ray Town Road. Minister Mignon, how old were you? She was eight years old. Tanya, Azrael says she was born here. Was she born here? She was born here, but Dayron and Ebony. Oh, you came out. She was a week old. Look at all the Raytown. Everyone else say, thank you for staying. Minister Orphan, how old were you? He was 10 years old. The children were there. They were children's church. Did you see all these children? Did you see all these children? Did you see all the children singing? Vision is coming into view. Where will we be when they're your age? I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be sitting where Dr. Hampton's going to be sitting. That's where I'm going to be. All right, let's tell this group, thank you for staying. You might as well keep standing because you didn't leave. You ought to know where we're going. I don't know why you keep sitting down. And then the church moved because the vision was coming into view. World Value Mall was no more. Destiny Towers, gymnasium. 
Camp Destiny, Leah's house, and then we moved in. Everyone who joined here at any point, please stand. And look around, look around, look around, look around, look around. The hands stretched from the north, south, east, and west. The pews are filling up because the vision is coming into view. And I'll bless your children, your children's children. We're there. And the children's children. Mom Blanks group came up last year. Mom Blanks came. And four generations of Blanks were on the stage. Five generations out of that family. And your family, those of you who are local, your family should be here because there's a covering that comes with a man who's blessed, with a man who will teach you, guard you, and watch this, pastor you. The song says, if he be great. Oh, I don't know that song. They could have just stayed right there. I couldn't let go of that. If he be great, talking about Jesus, then let him what? And if he be strong, why won't you let God be strong in your life? Why won't you let God show himself all through your life and you really be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Why are you walking around crying and kicking like you don't have a God? If he's your God, why don't you just let him be? Let him be what he needs to be to you so you can change the lives of those around you and not be so fickle. So your family say, well, she's crying today. She's praising God the next day. Hallelujah. Then she don't know how she's going to make it. If he's mighty, then let's let him what? Be. If he's strong, then let's let him be. If he's a healer, then let's let him be a healer. Well, if he's your pastor. And if he's your teacher, then let him be your. If he's your evangelist, then let him be your. If he's your prophet, let him be your. If he's your spiritual father, then let him be your Because that very thing, God gives a vision to one person, but that one person is called to be something to a people. It's not just the people coming to help. That person is on assignment for you. That vision is for you. So sit still, stay still, stay rooted, stay planted. And if you happen, watch this, you're going to join Minister Grammy. If you happen to be a guest with us today, please stand up. Because I see some people sitting, and he's like, you're not calling me. When are you going to call me? Now, everybody sit down and let the guests stand up, because there's a lot of them here today. Praise God. Yes. And what a day. Look all around the room. Yes. Well, guess, hold your hands up. I, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching 43 years, so I like a good class. I know you feel a little silly, but everybody's been doing that. And just, come on, it's coming. And the vision for you is coming. And I pray that before you leave today, that you decide in your heart, if you do not have a church home, the diligence of one person has brought us all here from walks of lives that none of us are even able to have the time to take to tell you what God has done in our lives including my own. 
And so we welcome you. Those who are sitting around, all of our guests, just stand and welcome them and tell them happy anniversary and please come and see us again. Wow, all around the room. I can't leave you out because we know Minister Grabney came as a guest, came as a guest, came as a guest, and then finally, here she is. We're so glad you're with us. One scripture, Becca. Let's go to the scripture. Abeka 2, verse 1 through 3. This is where discipline is, is developed. This is it. This is the spot. So Abeka, during this particular time, the people were complaining. People were complaining, complaining, complaining. Things weren't going well. The world was corrupt. And um, here it is. He says, I will stand upon my watch. I will climb up to my watchtower at my guard post. Let's read, starting with there. There, together, there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Now, I know sometimes we go to God in prayer, but sometimes we go to God complaining. Sometimes we like, you know, it's just not working, Lord. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Sometimes you're not calling to prayer, but you're really complaining. But here's, here's your assignment. Did you climb up? Did you get to a place? There's three places. There's an action. I will climb up to my watchtower. Do you, do you have a place where you can see God alone, be with God alone? A watchtower. Do you have that place? If not, create that place where it's just you and God. Even in the midst of, we can remove the word to answer my complaint. We can say my frustration. We can say my disappointment, my lack of clarity. I will hear what he says. You, you don't get stuck on the word complaint. It's just I'm not clear. So I need to climb up. I need to get to that place alone. And then I need to, first of all, stand. And having done all the stand, that means you're not quitting. Can't fall down. Can't fall out. Don't faint. Even in unknowing, stand. Even in unknowing, Pastor Steve Halp in the shack stood. Even unknowing, when he was in the office building, handful of people, left Raymond, he stood. Even unknowing, he found a place along with God and he stood on what? The promises. That's what you're standing on. What you saw, what God spoke to you. Don't quit, stand. So you must find a place alone. I climb up on my watchtower. I will stand at my guard post. And then here's the one that most of us can say we've stumbled, I have. There I will what? There I will what? What must you do? What must you do? Yes. Wait. Stay on wait. I will wait and see. So, go back. I will wait and see. I will wait to see. Scripture tells us watch and pray. Pray and watch. So, while you're watching, you're praying. While you're waiting, you're looking. You're looking. I will wait to see what the Lord will say and how he will answer my complaint, my concern. 
my frustration, my report, my disagreement, my whatever, whatever that is. Then let's see what happens. Okay, here we are. Then the Lord will answer because God will answer. You call out to him, he'll answer. There you are. Pastor, help write, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. And so he did that very thing. He wrote the vision of Harvest Church, reaching out to the world. Harvest Church, where Jesus is Lord. Harvest Church. Harvest Church. The name Harvest Church. And he kept talking about the vision. He kept talking about the vision. We read the vision. He taught us faith. He taught us faith. He taught us faith. People kept coming. Stretched his hand to the right, to the north, to the south. And people kept coming. That means when you get home for your personal vision, is it written? Is it written? Is it written? Watch this. Can anybody read it? That's the teacher in me. I hand wrote a note on purpose. Can somebody read it? And if they can't, is it clear? So they can run with it. Running is just running with you, beside you, helping you. Running with you because it's clear. So Harvest Church is looking for runners. People who are running with the vision. People who are running with the vision. The praise team, running with the vision. The anniversary celebration, running with the vision. The school, running with the vision. The ministers, the deacons, the Saturday food pantry, running with the vision. Read the vision, make it plain, running with the vision. There was a time when Pastor was the only runner. And his family was the only runner. And then running alongside it came Ron Thompson. Running alongside it came the Browns. Running alongside him came a few more. I thought about having you run, but I know how big this room is. <laughs> I really thought about starting to run, but I said, nah. Probably about 29 years ago, when I was 34, I might have done that. You know, oh, let's get some runners going. Nah. You see it. Say, we see it. Say, we see it. Say, it come. it's coming into view. Say, it's coming into view, Miss Al. Don't make us run. Don't make us run. But your runners were just here. Your runners were all those little people. That's the runners. We're on the watch to hear what God is saying with Pastor holding his arms up. You tell them little rascals, start running. You have to tell them, stop running. Because we used to be them. Yeah, because the next generation is for generations to come. Harvest Church is alive. So we're looking for runners. Let's come see what happens. So you got your vision written. You read it plain. People, others are there to help you. Then what happens? We wrote it plain and go to the next scripture three. The vision is for a future time. It's coming into view. It describes the end. This is the NIV version. It describes the end. The vision is not for right now. It's for a future time. It's not for right now. You're frustrated because you don't see it right now. Do you think Lamar Hunt has seen the Super Bowl championship three times in a row? But he saw it years ago. He saw it. It's for a future time. It's for a future time. Say, it's for a future time. And his son, the next generation, is holding up the trophy. The, the uh, city is celebrating. We, Kansas City, is celebrating. We were at a game yesterday, and it fits right here. It's for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, 
if it seems slow in coming because you're still in the waiting game. Wait patiently. Now it tells you how to wait. Wait patiently, not with confusion, not with complaints, not with frustration. Just wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. So yesterday we were at a uh, football game. My grandson had a football game on one field. We got it. His team won. We're over there screaming, go, Stephen, go, Stephen, run, Stephen. And I mean, we're just acting up. And of course, he's just showing out because he's got all this, you know, the crowd's there. And so we all get in the car and drive um, 1.1 mile to the other field, to the soccer field, and now it's Iris. And so Iris got a soccer and we all go, Iris, go, Iris, go, Iris. And she's looking at Iris. And I mean, we're screaming, and, and she won too. So we're all about to leave. Everybody's there. And, and my youngest grandson, and this is where I am. And I'm about to close. My youngest grandson in Kansas City today, he's not the youngest, but he's, frankly, he's my only grandson in Kansas City. He said, as we were getting ready to leave the field, he said, why don't we just, we're in a circle, why don't we just pray? Here is grandfather will be 17 in two weeks, visionary. Steve, help. Here is father, a little bit over 40. Stephen, help. Here is third generation. Stephen, help. Who says on a soccer field, why don't we just pray? I don't know what prompted him to say that. What did he see in his vision? So we all just held hands. Somebody recorded the prayer. And he said, Father, I just thank you for my family. I thank you that we are all winners. I thank you that... He said, I thank you that we are all winners and we don't pout when we don't get our way in the game. How old is he? Seven, eight, I got. I thought he was seven because I was six. Seven years old. We're all winners. I thank you for my family. He sees us winners. Personal vision. Seven years old. In a shack. Three, four, five, six, seven. Looked up. Said how he was going to live. How he would not live in poverty. How he would live in prosperity. Not sad. Not frustrated. Not satisfied with being happy, but blessed is the man. I will bless you and your children. All because he didn't quit. You void, cancel out the blessings 
over the next generation when you quit. You disqualify. You cancel out. You null and void the promises of God when you quit. So what do we do? Helps the winners. Don't get mad at us. <laughs> Harvest Church, don't get mad at us other churches. We're winners. Because our pastor's a winner. If he be your pastor and he is a winner, then you be a winner. If he be your pastor and he is blessed, then you be blessed. If he be your pastor and he's anointed, then you be anointed. As it is with the prophet, receive the prophet's reward if he be your good class. So don't just sit there, get in, get in the game. Cause we're running with the vision. Let's lift our hands. Glory to God. I'm good now. I'm real good. Cause I see it on your face. It's coming into view. It's coming into view. I see blessings on your families. I see your knees being met. I see fathers and husbands. I see you, I see you blessed men of God. I see it coming into your hands. I see it coming into your hearts. I see it coming into your homes. I see your children and your children's blessed. Oh, I see it. Don't just sit there. Stand up and receive it. By this time, you ought to just do what everybody else is doing. That's what a good guest does. If a good guest is at someone's house and everybody's standing in the guest stands, you're going to eat when everybody's eating. Nobody has to tell you get in line and get a plate. Well, eat, boy. I'm feeding you. You're being fed a meal. Eat. Eat. Eat for your own family. Eat for the next generation. Eat for your children and your children's children. Open your mouth and eat. How do we eat? We lift our hands and say, praise God. I thank you that my vision is coming in the view. I thank you, God, that I'm here on this day. I thank you, God, that I'm not going to quit. I'm just in a season of waiting. And though I wait, I wait on the Lord. I know he'll renew my strength. He'll mount up like wings as evil. I will run and not grow weary. I will walk in that faith because I wait patiently. I'm patient in my waiting. And though it tarries, though it tarries, it's for a future time. It's not for right now. It's for a future time, Harvest Church. It's for a future time, man of God. It's for a future time, woman of God. Yes, we're waiting. What are we doing? We're waiting. What are we doing? We're waiting. What are we doing? We're waiting. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.